Blog Talk Radio. Singer, songwriter, musician, actor, author, intellectual, movie director, video director, designer of album covers, and podcaster. Here is Dove Knight. Hi, this is Dove Knight. Um, I wanted to talk about my experiences with BMI, Broadcast Music Incorporated, and American Society of Composer, Author, and Publishers, which I am a member of each. At Broadcast Music, which is where I am as a, as a songwriter, as, um, particularly in publishing, uh, my first experience was a long, long time ago. Um, it started when I was on West Hollywood. I was putting up flyers. You know, I was so naive at that time, you know, putting up flyers, looking for a band, put my name up by right by the Roxy, the Whiskey. I was down there in West Hollywood on Sunset. Uh, you know, um, near Clark Street, and then I went down, went right down to Sunset near, um, Doheny, Doheny Road. I was just right down there where the, the rainbow, putting up posters right by the Roxy. And um, and then I put posters all over Hollywood Boulevard, by Highland, and then went right down the street to Vine. I mean, I was, you know, that's what I did. I made my first demos, and I was just doing that. But at the same time, I was, I was doing a recycling looking for groups, and I was trying to perform over in West Hollywood as much as possible at the little restaurants and so on. And nobody contacted me. Not one person contacted me where I lived. Because I was living at different places. You know, I stay at one place and I live because I was kind of homeless. Uh, I didn't have a, uh, I, I didn't stay at one place at one time. But I did receive it, something in a mail. It went to a mailbox, and then I received it because I was using a mailbox. And it said BMI. So I didn't know what BMI was. You know, it's like that was my first experience. So I decided to join it. It was free to do because I was a songwriter. It was I was so young, you know. At that time, I got rejected by several little labels and a major label. A major label too, yeah. Not all the major labels, but little labels, indie labels, and two major labels. And it was like twenty, and I was so brokenhearted, you know, for someone who had a very tough life, and still do. But um, I'm, I'm I'm hanging in there. Um, you know, and I joined them, and then I thought, and they started mentioning to me about joining producers and publishers, and I was like, oh, what is that? I didn't know anything about music. So over time, I guess I grasped information, and I registered my first song on there, and then, you know, to register songs, and, you know, um, I was the little guy. And they said I was on my own, so the first 10 years or so, I 
after I joined them, I didn't really get involved except register songs, and that was it. I didn't even look to what they were saying or anything, because I, cause I was told by them I had to be on my own, you know, to find the right producer. I was, you know, I still struggle, you know. Uh, but later on, I got with them, and I got as I got smarter, I realized I had to copyright my music. Then I realized I had to register it. Because was I what what I wasn't aware of, which I'm solely aware of now, was I had to protect my music. So sending a, a CD a CD to a record label who accepted unsolicited CDs, and I had no copyright. That was not good. So now I copyright everything that I release. So I learned that. So thank God, you know. So everything that I you know now. And these day, this day, I, if you hear my songs on Spotify, they're all copyrighted. That's the first line of protection. But then I learned to be a mind. I started to get involved in be a mind, and I learned a lot of things. Now, but also I learned things from music experts and rock bands that I was trying to get into. They told me to. You got to copyright your song. You know, you don't want nobody to steal your song. And man, people who I went to a manager, they didn't want to manage me or the other groups I was in. They said, you know, you don't you want your songs protected? That person could steal your song. I didn't know any of that until they told me that. So for a combination of those sources, I said, okay. So I had to copyright everything that I said. Oh, I'm so naive, but um, I'm I'm not naive now because you know I had no business classes. And I just want to say this to the aspiring artists who start out, who's just starting out, wherever you are, who's listening to me, or who come to New York City to make it into music, or Hollywood, um, or Nashville. If you write a song, you want to make it, copyright your song, and take a few business classes. That's what I would say. Because I was trying to make it in Hollywood for years, and I was—I tried to make it in New York too. I was rejected by a, a label in New York City. They didn't like my stuff either. I didn't know nothing about songwriting, you know. But I also realized my songs, you know, needed to be blah blah blah, blah and get better as a songwriter. I know a lot about how to make songs now. Thank God. Then I, in those days, you know, it's like I was just a learning tool, you know. But again, if you're a songwriter or um, whatever, uh, I mean something related to so if you own, if you're a songwriter or you own a song by copyright, um, you know, or you know, I'm gonna say it again. I apologize. If you uh, made a song that you wrote the lyrics and the music, or you own a song by someone giving it to you or legal, you should have a copyright. That's what I would say. You should copyright whether you own it or you own it by law or something because people can steal. Um, which I learned about later. But I'll get to the back back to you to that. But back in those days, I was I learned a lot. But then I learned with BMI um they had these little, they gave me suggestions, you know, um, 
how how and I asked people, you know, even you know, rock bands and stuff, and the rock bands that wanted to go to the next level, you know, the ones that were really wise, they said you should do this and do that, but they didn't select me as a singer, you know, so I didn't get in the band, but. Then there was these, a lot of these rock and roll musicians that I've tried to, they didn't even want to make it. But I jammed with them, and then it was over, you know? And they didn't know nothing about the business either. And that's important to note. From my experience, a lot of rock musicians, with exception of a few, a lot of rock musicians don't didn't know what the, about the business either. And that is so true. We're musicians, we make music, but we didn't know nothing about protecting the music or signing a contract about the music. It's important that we know. But BMI taught me a lot as I got to know them further on down the line. That I that um, they told me um, from their standpoint, which was good advice, that I had to be persistent. And my experiences with rejections from those labels at the time was normal. It happens to just about every songwriter or, or artist who makes a song. They get rejected. It's very rare that somebody gets signed right away. And they told me it could take years. They told me there were people who got signed 30, 35 years down the line after they made their first song. There are people who got signed, who started off as a teenager and got signed to a major label at 60. And I'm like, God, the whole lifetime... Boy, is that if that's what it takes, and um, you know, make you know my my stance of if it's gonna take that long, you know, I guess I'm ready to, I'm ready to die for it. But you know, I'm just joking. But still, then again, I can't die, you know. But but still, but seriously, um, I was like, yeah, it's taking me a long time. I thought I was the only one, you know. I was like. And I was, you know, I was referring to, because I came out here right after the glam rock period, the MTV period of the 80s. And in L.A. being a music center, always had been a music center, but it was signing everybody. It was signing people. And they were signing people outside that um, genre, pop, R&B. They were signing so many people over in L.A., West Hollywood or in L.A., and just like New York City. But out of millions of people who are in L.A., very few get the, the record deal. So I was like, gosh, you know, it's so hard. But that scene was over. That scene was uh, that scene was over. But they still were signing people. Um, and, you know, it was so difficult because I, cause I went on stage and wanted to sing. I wanted to find the right band. I didn't find the right band. I didn't get the right manager. So I kept going, and then, you know, but then I realized, okay, so I have to be persistent at this. Hopefully this can happen within 10 years, because somebody told me, give it 10 years, and if you don't make it in 10 years, try something else. This is what I was told when at the beginning. Give it 5 to 10 years, and then do something else. You know, it's like, I don't know. But what I will say is BMI has been very helpful, and I'm glad to be with BMI. Um, it has um um, over time, I have learned a lot, um, and I love to make music. And I and and if I'm, you know, the stance that I learned is that from what they said, they said with so many musicians, they had countless rejections, 
It took them a very long time, and that's exa- and that surely has happened to me. So the only stance that I can say is keep doing it if you love to do it, if you can withstand all those rejections. It is true. A lot of starving days, a lot of starving nights, and I am still starving. Okay, I'm still starving, but at least I got into a better situation thanks to technology that they have formed these little labels, you know those little labels like Ditto and all that, but then they also got um, labels connected to major labels, you know, little labels, you know, spinoff with Capital. And so through them, I was able to get my music on after a very long time. So my music is out to buy, so thank God. But I didn't sign anything away, you know, and that's the other thing. You know, when they told me a long time ago, BMI and, some people say, you got to protect your music. You don't want nobody to steal it, you know. Well, that came to um, to, to awareness in, in this day and age because when I hear people saying, oh, they signed, they got made, made, they got 25 grand off of my pop music or uh, they made money off my song Struggle or something that I didn't release, but it was, you know, bootleg tapes. I got tapes out there that was in the hands of people that I've sent to record labels or whatever I gave tapes, you know, they used, they said they used my songs. There's no proof of this. I find out it's rare for that to happen, but it could have. So because of that and because of court cases where people have, you know, I have a right to sue, it's better, you know, to get back if anything been used. Copywriting my songs is the way so I can have protection and I can be the claimant as uh, of that song. But then they told me, uh, which is good advice, BMI, songwriters, uh company said, broadcast music said, if you want to protect your, your song 100%, 100%, um, get a publishing company. I said, oh, okay. So I had no publishing. I had no publisher. I just registered it. I have the copyright. The copyright protects. That's the first base it protects. That's like the big thing. You know, it's like the main, it's like the protection gate. That alone, you know, you, you, you know, you own your song. But publishing is like the control of the song. That's more, the, you know, to do business with it. That's a business. And this, you know, the music business is a business. And I was just more like a creator. And I was adapting to that. When I put my songs out there and I put, get a copyright, I am not just a creator. I'm not singing and writing a song. I am a business person. So this is a business to make money or to be successful. To be a business person, uh, I had to be a good one. But I didn't consider myself. I still don't consider myself that. You know, business person is like going. Oh, but I know in this business, to, to be a good business person, you have to be lucky. You have to find a way to be lucky, because luck is part of the biz. It really is. Since this business is different from other businesses, it's like it's like a lottery system. I had to put myself where I can be seen and heard, so for somebody can even consider me for anything for the next level, and that includes, um, you know, so if you see my song out there, so if it's released on Vivo or release to the public. That's one way. And then I have to periodically sing, because I used to sing all the time. But as I got older, I'm like, 
gosh, I sung all those 20 years, 20 or some years, just keep singing, 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 singing. Okay. But also, in a reality-wise, I had to have something to fall back on because I wasn't making no, I still ain't making no music. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sorry. I'm making music, okay? And I want to apologize because this happened in my podcast. You know, I say something and people misinterpret me. When I'm, you know, I get to a point where I'm not making any much money for my music, and this has happened for a long time, I get very concerned, so I have to have something to fall back on while I'm doing, trying to make it in music. So I would suggest to those who's been spending, who spent 10 years, 5 years, uh, making, 5 years maybe you can, if you're getting to the next, if you're making progress, uh, getting to the next level, then maybe you can wait a little while, but if you've been doing it for a long time, 10 years or 7 years, consider you know, having something to fall back on. Don't don't give up on your music, but or try to make it a music, but go to college or do something. And I had to reluctantly go to college. The thing is, is that um, it taught me a lot. So persistence, you know, it's countless rejections. People take years. I wasn't aware of that when I was younger. It's like, oh, I'm the only one that's struggling, but that's not true. There's so many people out here, so much competition. But I had to put myself in a position, so I had to go out and sing somewhere, like in West Hollywood or somewhere in L.A., so somebody could see me. And I do that periodically, you know, because I've done it so much. Or play online or put my songs out there for someone to see it. But why I'm doing that, make sure, make sure those songs are copyrighted. Because I don't want nobody saying, oh, they own my song. Because no one owns my song. And when people make up stories that they took it or possibly have made money from it, they committed such an atrocity to to the starving artist, me, who spent all those years and they getting money from something they didn't write or earn. They're a thief, a criminal. So, but the thing is, if I copyright it, I can sue them. Or if, because it has happened with copyright infringement. So, that's why if you write a song and if you own it from writing it or from you just own it by law. You know what I mean? You just own it. You have to copyright it. I also learned through BMI, which is great, and ASCAP, that what is a songwriter? Now, that is universally correct because, you know, it really, you know, what's a songwriter? A songwriter is someone who makes the song. And what is consists of the song? The melodies, the composing. You know, when you hear the melody on the keyboard or the sound from somebody singing, you know, the melodic, when they hear them sing or, or you know, the, the keyboard, the guitar, you hear those melodies. Who makes up those melodies? How uh, that's on the guitar, the piano, etc. That's what they told me. That's a, that's part of the song, composing, the music. The other part is the lyrics. So for pop and rock and rhythm and blues and or jazz or dance or any uh, any music, when you hear the singer sing words, the words, so those words that that singer, he or she sings, 
is the lyrics, the words. That's part of the music. That's part of the songwriting. That's part of the songwriting. So songwriting consists of lyrics and melodies. That's universally correct. So whoever wrote the words or who wrote the music, if it's one, two, three, four, five people, and they get recognized, they get credit for it. They own the song. So I say that because some idiot, somebody who's totally, either they're, not, or they're, out of touch, they're dumb, they're definitely dumb, they're out of touch reality, said only someone who composed writes the music. That is not correct. So if someone wrote the lyrics, they own half of that song, no matter what. Someone who wrote the melody, the music, owned the other half. If the if, Like me, I wrote I Do Love You. I wrote both. I wrote both. I wrote both the music and the lyrics, so I own the entire song. I wrote the whole thing. But writing is one thing. But getting uh, recognized and getting credit for is another. So the business side is, is trying to get my songs out there, and that has taken a very long time. I'm still the starving artist. But I copyrighted it. But then I released a song called, you know, the live, I Do Love You, and um, uh, what's the uh, you know, the song, I Want My Hollywood Dreams to Come True. They were already copyrighted. I and I heard somebody say near me, oh, that's not the same song because I use a different keyboard. That's a bunch of crap. It's the same melody. So when you hear me say, I do love you, the words sound the same as on Legacy Song. I use a different keyboard. It's the same melody. There's no different. The court is going to see it's the same melody. Um, I want my Hollywood dreams to come true. That's a different version from... I want my Hollywood dream to come true, part two, where I—that's the same version I sent to the copyright office. The I want my Hollywood dream to come true, the first one. What I played on that—that's my own version. I used that part of that melody when I went into the recording studio. With my songs, I have worked with other songwriters, so I have worked with other songwriters on my song, my, the songs that I released. So we both get credit for it no matter what we both own that song it's on copyright it's on the publishing period I have to because when I hear people say all this stuff oh they own my song I remember back then when they told me the wisdom is um, protect the song because that's you know you don't want no thieves stealing so it's important for you to know that if you write a lyrics to a song, just the lyrics, you wrote the song. You wrote part of that song. That's yours. If you wrote the music or just the music, that's your song. You wrote it. Both. So that's how it is. But they gave me good advice. Not only for persistence, um, you know, I didn't know a lot about the business, and I'm glad I'm still with them. I was with them for a long time, you know, and they have evolved to where, you know, they're helping the little the little artists like me. You know, I have not got recognized for my my music. I have not. 
I have not signed with anybody. I have not sampled it. I have not done nothing to it. Uh, it's been very hard. It's been so hard, you know, and um, that is typical of the music business, unfortunately. Um, but I will persist, and I will do what I have to. I will continue to create music. Hearing people that get discover or get their song notice after 35 years is inspiration. But at the same time, the reality is I have to try to have something to fall back on while I'm doing my music. If I've done it a long time, then fine. I'm not one of those artists who made it so fast. When I hear about people get signed in a year, I'm like, boy, they're lucky. You know, looking at the glam bands, you know, Motley Crue and Poison, they got signed within a year. I'm, you know, very, I guess very few artists can do that. But that's a long time ago. That's totally different now. Well, um, ASCAP is another thing. I joined them too, and um, I learned about similar stuff about music, uh, about um, they really are interesting, you know. Um, ASCAP experience about how much, where, where the song is, how much a person can make, and the showcases for songs, and BMI is that too. Um, it's interesting to know, but the one thing I know is from what they told me, persistent matters. That's so important. I can make this. I can make. I can have the greatest song in the world, but it will not get anywhere unless I persist in trying to get it out there for people to hear. I had to persist. It could still get rejections. I could still be rejected by everybody in the book, and I have, but I continue to do it. So I want to thank BMI and ASCAP for helping me, because BMI, I am a songwriter there. And ASCAP, I learned a lot as a publisher and, 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 and um, about the music. You know, if people, uh, I want to let people know if they... You know, when I hear somebody say, oh, I made it, I said, made it, not financially. I did not make it. I'm still a poor artist. If you talk about making it in the industry as a professional artist, well, you could say, yes, I'm a very low level. I'm, I'm a Vivo. Vivo, I release it to the public. So that in that sense, yes, but not financially. I got nothing. I got hardly anything for my music. And that's typical for other artists. I mean, I struggled. I'm still struggling. So I have, you know, I still aspire to be a singer-songwriter. So I did not make it financially. I'm still a poor artist. Plain and simple. That is the truth. But I will say that, you know, it's really interesting I had to persist, and I would say that, you know, I still had to persist. You know, one thing they said that, it, you know, when I read when they said it's likely it can happen, it could take many years 
to establish myself as a singer, songwriter, or publisher. And I said, that is true. It's taken me many, many years. Now, people have told me around me, they said, oh, I, I ain't going to make it. I didn't make it. I'm a loser. Uh, I need to give up. I mean, it's just, this is what I was told. After all these, I'm too, it's too late. I can't listen to that. That's not fair. It's not fair to anybody because I have the talent. So I just continue to believe. I'm saying this because I know the songwriters and singers who listen to this, you're going to get that too. If you did it for a long time, you ain't getting no recognition, and they say you're a loser and all that, they're negative, they're evil. So I had to persist. I must persist as long as possible. And, you know, we do as long as we can. It's very hard to deal with countless rejections and time. It's time-consuming. It takes a very long time, long times without seeing any notice or any uh, any recognition. It actually, it's very common. But I will continue to dream, to continue to go for my dreams. I have to I, I protect my songs. I also was learned a lot about, you know, sharks. I came across sharks. I did. They tried to fool me. They tried to get me to sign me. They wasn't really in the industry. They tried to manipulate me, and I was able to, like, get away from them. We had to be careful about those sharks, which I learned through BMI. Sharks, just, you know, they steal people's music, con artists with lies that they're, you know, companies or whatever, and they're not really who they are, you know. Uh, and, um, you know, but I will say this too. Try, you know, try to have a life too. I have to have a life, something to fall back on. So if I decide to be a lawyer, doctor, or something else to try to have something to fall back on, that's a good thing. But I'm not giving up on my music. I'm going for my dream to make it come true. That's why I've written that song. I want my Hollywood dream to come true. This is what I need to tell you. And I wrote that because of. Uh, that was the last song I did with David, who I worked with, with the songwriting. Is because that's all, all, what I have been doing all these years, and what why why I was writing these songs. I'm not writing these songs for fun, like some people. I mean, some people. These people are artists. These people are not musicians who to tell me this. Or even if they are, they're ignorant and they and they thieves and they criminals. I don't listen to that. I mean, they, they act like, you know, I'm living near L.A., Hollywood's not too far, you know, Hollywood's a big place, you know, not just in West Hollywood, but also in the Valley and also in Santa Monica, Beverly Hills, et cetera. This is a big place with the business. And when they say, oh, I must be out of my mind, I mean, this is not Kansas, this is not Kentucky. But also, it happens a lot. Dream killers love to take away dreams. I can't listen to that. I came out here to be in a professional business. I said a lyric, I'm not doing this for a hobby. What I mean by that is that I'm not doing it to just play and make no money at it. I know professional, successful singers, uh, musicians, uh, songwriters have said they're doing it for a hobby. I don't know how can they do it for a hobby. A hobby is where you're doing it as an amateur. I'm not doing this for no amateurism. I'm not doing it just for fun. I'm doing it to make money, to be a success. So I'd like, I'd like to thank BMI and Oscar for helping me. 
I should have said more in this 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 episode, but the last thing I'm gonna say is if you're an artist like me who make music, copyright your music. It's important. Get a publisher so someone don't steal it. Two, you have to realize that, that it could take a long time before you before you get that discovered. If you can if you can go several years, countless rejections and such time consuming a lot of time without seeing anything and you're still hanging there to get to where you want to go, then go for it. A lot of starving days, a lot of starving nights can likely happen. But if you're willing to believe in yourself, yes. Three, you may come across dream killers or idiots who say you need to give up or so on. Don't give up. This is I'm saying this also to me too. This this is what I experience. Don't listen to the dream killers. For like me, if you get over it a long time of doing it and you haven't seen any money or enough money to to live on from your music, and you still want to do it, do it. Maybe have something to fall back on, but continue to go for your dreams. It's hard to go for the music dream. It's like it's like a lottery system, but the key is to persist. And, you know, try to put yourselves out there. I mean, if you're in a small town, you can still make it, but you have to probably put yourself songs out there on one of those kids go to showcase or move to the city that could get you to the next level, like New York or L.A. I, you know, I prefer L.A., Hollywood, or Nashville. If you're a country, I mean, it's a lot of country singers down there. But... You have to do what you have to do, but protect your music. Believe, but it may take a long time. And when I say time, we don't know. It's very difficult, but but it has. Been, I've been rejected a lot, but I'm still doing it. It could happen to you. Don't let nobody take your dreams away. Good day, good night. Good night.